welcome to Hunt for the Tempest Stone, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast for the immature adult listener. This podcast includes heavy adult themes, fantasy violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion be advised. Last we left off. Uh, so we started out on the 16th of Sirius. Uh, heading toward Vasily's hometown to get rowboats. It, it was actually the 15th. It's going to take us one day's travel from where we were to northeast to Weymouth. So we decided to make haste. During this time, I told Alora that I would help with distractions during her thieveries. As we were walking, we passed a soldier, which was uh, Shield of the Hound. Fantasy cops, dog. Uh, we are all apparently learning Draconic uh, in various amounts of time. Uh, v hears a twig snap and a flintlock hammer cocks, where we meet some highwaymen that we go into combat with. Really? Can I no? Can I say what I want to say? Yes, please. The next time, if we encounter roadmen, can you please do the British accent for roadmen? I'll see what I can do. Oh, please do it! Oh my God, it would be. And just I don't amazing. like that you say roadmen. They're called highwaymen. When you say roadmen, I think like male prostitutes. <laughs> I don't know why. That is, that's where my absolutely. Is. The reason I say roadmen is because I'm thinking of like the, oi, bruv. Like, <laughs> oh, street the guys. They're, yeah, the they're, they're called roadmen in in England. They're oh, called roadmen, and they all have like a specific accent. It's so weird. It's called Cockney. Nice. Yeah, I uh, actually looked up how to do a Cockney accent. There's a whole ass fucking like catalog of videos on YouTube of how to do Cockney accent. The Korean guy. Yes. So. During this initiative, I find out that I have three transformation potions called uh, Copri Suns, after Copian. Oh, I forgot um, we named those things. I love yeah. that. I uh, used one during combat, so now I'm down to two. Uh, after combat, we ended and took a short rest. Alright, uh, so that's the recap. So, who is who? My name is Christina, and I play Alora. The 16 year old angsty blood hunter. I'm Tim, and I play Varis Vasily Finior, a uh, half elf ranger with a new little companion we get to learn about. I'm Jordan, I play Copian, and uh, Copian is a uh, rogue of the plague doctor type. I'm Brittany, and I play Natari Moondancer. Um, she is a goblin, barbarian, subclass is Path of the Grotesque. So, um, you guys fought the highwaymen, and were you just about to throw a fucking gummy at her? No, I wasn't okay. going to throw a gummy at her. So you guys, you guys fought the highwaymen, and then decided to take a short rest. So, during the short rest, um, if you guys would like, you can loot the bodies and whatnot. Um, it's up to you. it's completely up to you guys what you do during the short rest. So, what is everybody doing? Alora is probably going to be staring at Vasily and his new little companion, not too subtly, just kind of blank, doe eye stare, just just like across the little field, just, just deer to headlights. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, no breaking concentration, just absolutely. 
Blinking, no blinking, just... No blinks. All right. So being a weirdo. Uh-huh. Uh, what's, what's Copian doing? I would like to uh, go loot the bodies, but also look for uh, herbs, things that I haven't seen before, etc. All right. So, um, yeah, as you're walking, you know, up to the bodies and, you know, they don't really have much on them, you know, basic stuff that you already have. Um, and as you're walking towards one of the ones in the woods, you do find some cool herbs that you've never used before. So there's some new, new things for you to play and experiment with and use Nat as your test dummy, apparently. Cha-ching. Um, and as you get up to the body, again, he's, you know, just rocking like a simple short sword, you know, nothing special, but he has something else on him. Something you've never seen before, and it's in his right hand. I would like to find out what this thing in his hand that I've never seen before is. Are you going to pick it up? Uh, can I see what it looks like? Um, yes. It has like a metal tube and a wooden handle and shaft along the bottom of the tube. And it looks like it has a lever on it. Hmm. Can I make the assumption that this is whatever he uh, shot at Vasily? Um, make me a, make me an insight check. Uh, you don't want to say this. Twelve. This can just stay in the podcast. If like you're complaining that your dice like hit and then rolled back, you can just say that out loud for the podcast to hear. Like you don't have to be super quiet. That's fair. That's some fucked up shit. Because we don't want like back. these weird dead spots. Tim's just gonna cut it out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's work it. Um. Well, actually, so with a 12, there was a strange aroma mm. that you caught the whiff of when that loud, thunderous bang happened. Mm. And you, you can get a whiff of that coming from the general area of what he's holding. Yeah, I'm taking that shit. All right. And um, further searching of him, you find a little pouch on his waist with eight metal marble-sized spheres. So you can go ahead into your inventory and add a Craywinian pistol with eight Renaissance bullets. Bet. Enjoy your new gun. You gave the wrong man a gun. I don't think you're proficient in it, so I think I'm good. You're not proficient in firearms yet. As he looks like, oh, you're good. Yeah, I got a plus five. Yeah, shouldn't your ship be like a plus seven? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> now, what are you doing? I'm taking in my surroundings. And as I do, like, I catch a glimpse of what Alora's doing. And I just, uh, Alora? You, y'all, you okay? And Alora, without blinking or breaking eye contact, slowly raises her hand with a pointed finger and just points over at the little creature beside the silly. As I am like very weary of this, I'd like side eye and do a double take over toward Vasily. What do I see? So what you see is um, after this fight that we just had with these highwaymen, um, and we're taking this little bit of a breather, you guys searching through and taking a little kind of a rest. Vasily got some beat up, uh, got beat up a bit takes over this little companion of his, this little dragon-like creature, 
and seems to be just having a conversation. Now, you guys have kind of picked up a little bit of Draconic through, like, you know, Vasily kind of giving, I guess, his TED Talk or his little, you know, Rosetta Stone, Vasily Stone. my Drac Talk. Yeah, exactly, my Drac Talk um, to kind of teach you guys. But the language that he's using is similar to kind of what you guys have been hearing as he's been teaching you, but it's not the same. It sounds much more ancient, and it's it's like a, a, a dialect in a way. Um, so even some of the words that sound similar, they're not the same in any kind of way. But it's a very similar kind of vibe to language. Um, and he has a conversation with him a little bit, and then both Vasily and the creature walk up to both Nat and Alora, and... He introduces them. <clears throat> Sorry for the moment I had with my little friend here, but I just wanted to talk before I introduced them to the group. This is Vraska. Her soul and I are bound. And you see, as she kind of walks up, you see this little dragon with the head and feathers and dressings of a little snowy owl. So it's a little snowy owl drake. Um, and Vasily explains, you know, this is her true form, but through our bond, when I summon her, I can, you know, make her change a little bit of appearance, such as the essence of a Farajarek, she might take on a little bit more of the features, but this is her true form, and uh, she will be with us to help us. How can I, can I pet her? If she so chooses to let you, yes. She has her own mind and soul. I very cautiously like hold my hand out, and so she, as as remembering what happened with Hank, given that I couldn't see him, and now I can see this other being that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. I'm very cautious, like. And she 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 walks up to you, and uh, just kind of gives your your hand a little sniff, kind of. Just softly little pecks at it with her little dragony uh, uh, owl beak, um, and then she just goes a little quick little nuzzle to the side of your hand, kind of like a similar to a cat would do. And uh, Vasily just gives a nod as, he, as you do so, but you can see that she's fairly timid and shy. Um, and then Vasily says, "You ladies, why don't you keep an eye on her? Praska, uh, keep an eye on the little one for me, Alora." I'm gonna go take a quick nap. I need I need one. <laughs> I've taken a bit of damage, and so uh, after the little introduction to that, Praska, the little dragon, walks over to Alora, who's standing right there, gives her a little sniff as she's I'm assuming just kind of staring there, looking at her. Yeah, she gives a nod. Um, so she's just kind of standing there for a sec, sniffs her, gives her a little nuzzle, and then just goes and curls. At, in between you guys' feet, right up next to Alora's, and sits down by the tree and goes to take a nap. Um, and for those of you listening, to make it a little simpler to what Vraska looks like, think of an owl bear, only instead of an owl bear, it's like an owl dragon. Mm hmm. So, apparently, the new theme of our campaigns is somebody's gonna have some type of owl bear thing. Because <laughs> in our last campaign, Jordan's Paladin. Mount was an undead owlbear. Alright, so... Oh, uh, one last thing. Before Vasily goes to take a nap, he also walks up to one of the dead highwaymen, lops off 
you know, a bit of a forearm and a hand and tosses it to Raska. We don't have need for this meat, but why let it go to waste? And uh, Raska just kind of digs into it at curling next to Alora and Nat's feet and just kind of lays down and chews at it as Vasily goes to take a quick nap. Alrighty, that's practical. Alright, um, so you guys finish your rest. Now the question is, are you going to travel for a few hours and make camp? Or are you going to travel a little bit longer, push through the night a little bit, and then make camp? Because you're not going to be able to get there. Yeah, just because Vasily knows this is his hometown. Um, I, I say we press on a little bit further that way. We can get there by late morn when we wake. Look for a decent place to make camp. A little bit away from this little skirmish we had, makes me draw eyes away from where we just were. Yes, yes. <clears throat> can we uh, clear the roads? Uh, don't we don't. I don't think we need that uh, like guard coming back and seeing all this. So I mean, in all honesty. Seeing a dead highwayman, it's not something a shield of the hound hasn't seen. I mean, highwaymen attack people and die, and or kill people. Like, that's just... Craven's not, like, the safest place in the world. So, with this being my hometown, would I assume that, like, this is okay for us to kind of just leave it and them know, hey, we took care of some guys, we kind of helped do your job, you're not going to come and hound us for it. You're not even, like... Close, usually like in the midway point between Belvergray and Weymouth. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of like a, almost a no man's land area. You know, mm-hmm. I, you've seen one shield of the hound on the road your entire trip. So, I mean, honestly, you could probably just leave the bodies there. I mean, maybe pull them off, off the highway, but something's going to eat them. Okay. Well, I'm not afraid of the dark and, you know, with my lack of color, the night helps me hide quite well. Maybe I'll be the next highwayman. You want to end up like them? Well, not against you all, but some wary traveler, maybe. So you wish to fight another wary traveler and end up on the ground like them? We'll see. <laughs> this is a funny proposition. I mean, I've seen you go down in battle, dude. Like, what was that? Like, you took one hit from those thugs in the streets? After Are you guys going town? to let me fight everyone alone? If you no, want we, to. We were fighting together and you still kind of hey, take listen, a quick nap. Listen, they do say money makes the world go round. Yeah, and in this but case, you can't make money when you're sleeping on the job. Well, no, but if I steal from other people, that's how I make money. Right, Delora? Delora just slowly looks at him and kind of turns her head away, as if she's hearing a different conversation. <laughs> Just focuses it on Roscoe by her feet. Perhaps uh, we, we, we take the coin from those who are evil and would do not things, but look, maybe, maybe not take gold from good honest folks? Oh no, no, and children especially. We don't take from children. Good to know. Yes. Hey, we're getting there, Copian. We're getting there. We'll make a, a decent bird of you yet, yeah? Absolutely. Do you think um, if I just strap some blocks to my feet, that will count as character growth? I, I don't think so. Because, because you're my just... character did grow. And no, that... you just gained stilts. Yeah, that that's just height, man. I ah. mean, if, you're if... not a stork. Although I could be. If this is how you believe your character to grow to prevent yourself from death, 
I think you have a long way to go, my friend. That's probably true. If I may, it kind of sounds like you've got a figurative block on your head. No, um, no, I, I have a hat on my head. As you guys are walking, Nate. having this conversation, <laughs> you know, the sun has begun to set. Everybody roll perception. The sun is setting. I mean, it's... It's getting kind of dark out there. Okay, I need to roll the right die for darkness. Sun's getting real low, big guy. 21. 21. 14. Which one did we say? Perception. <laughs> See, you know, if you just paid attention the first time instead of asking 100 questions about which dice you should roll... Well, his character and his actual being's perception are much different things. That's true. It's a 14. 14? Hey, 221's 214. You know, everybody roll it one more time. Uh, I'm make my life easy. Dude, don't, don't ruin my disadvantage roll. 20. 12. 6. Huh. 25. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. So everybody knows, you know, I have my random encounter tables. As you're traveling, Copian, you see on the side of the road a broken mirror Why? still in its frame. Why do you have to be the one to see it? Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Can I uh, check this, this frame out? Yeah. Do I recognize any of the... Is there, like, a runic writing on the no, frame? No, but it, it's a very ornate frame. It's very beautiful. Is this one of those kind of uh, mirrors that is, you, know, you can spin it around in a circle? Ooh. Um, you know what? Let me let me see. Let me find out. Did you walk up to it? Uh, no, it I'm is just, not. I'm just observing. Okay. Okay. Uh, as we're coming up to it, I would have... I wanted to stop while, you know, before I got too close. Cause you never know with some weird shit out here. Um, how far would you say I stopped after noticing it? Well, considering it's dark and the frame is like a really like deep shadow black mm -hmm. and kind of like melded in with the darkness, we'll, we'll say five feet. How far away would I still be able to see it now that I know it's there? I mean, now that you know it's there, like, you're like okay, no, it's there. So like if I was to back up to like, like let's, 10 or let's say like, yeah, 15 to 20 feet. Are you backing up like where you're looking at it or like from the side still? Yeah, I'm going to continue. I'm just going to keep so that I can see where it's at. I just want to make myself a little bit further away from okay, it. Okay. Yeah. From that distance, you can like, you can tell that it's there. You can't see the broken mirror itself. You can just see like the side of the frame a little tiny. I want to shoot it with my new gun. That, any, is that that it's they I gotta practice those, they have those in the circuses what are you doing that's probably a trick mirror uh, it's a, if it's in a trick mirror you, I, I don't know how this thing works uh, I'm gonna make a dodge as well for <laughs> as I see him pull up this uh, I rolled 20 thing so you hear well, first of all, everybody hears the loud, thunderous sound of this pistol going off. And then you all hear wood splinter and glass shatter. Copian, you have bad luck. For the next 
Six days. Yeah. What is bad luck? I always have bad luck. That's why my favorite hat is on someone else's head. Um, just to just to make it quite clear, uh, that's going to be uh, da, 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 disadvantage on all ability checks for the next six days, sir. Oh my god! So through the twenty first. Oh, we're good. Wait. Um. The mirror was already broken. Somebody took the bad luck. No. <laughs> Sorry. Good try. <laughs> Tried to help you, bud. I didn't break the mirror. The bullet did. Does the bullet have bad luck? <laughs> That's not a bad argument. It's not a bad argument. But the intent was for you to break the mirror. I know. I know. I wasn't going to not give you what you wanted. You just walked out by. Does no, Copian absolutely not. No, that he has bad luck. No, he does not. Okay. Jordan yes. knows. Target practice. Looks like I know what I'm doing after all. It's a good thing I moved out of the way. Well, I didn't miss. Yet. One for how? How many of those things did you get? Seven more, but hopefully Vasily and I can make some more. What? Somebody do math. What is that percentage? One seventh. I mean, one eighth. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the wheels turning. I believe if I get some time, I can make some more. As long as you keep that thing pointed away from me. Oh, absolutely. And Those things freaking hurt. He almost put a hole in me. Someone else put a hole in me with a different one. <laughs> or maybe with the same one, but I don't want another hit. We'll find out. This one was missing one in its cartridge. It was. It was actually missing two. Oh. Ah. Well, I don't know how these things work. Because he fired twice, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, Shall we continue guys... on? Yes, yes, now that I know that I can use this thing rather well. Just keep it a lookout for, like, good places to make camp on our way. Okay. Before it gets too, too late. I'm staying far behind him. Jordan? I want to hide in the shadows with my blackness and my mask on. Make a stealth check at disadvantage. <laughs> Do, 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 no do, sneak do. attacks for six days for this man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a natural one? Uh, well, yes, and also a two. Oh. <laughs> nice. So you're fucked either way. <laughs> All right, yeah, um, so Kobian thinks he's being sneaky. Everybody else can hear... The twigs snapping, <laughs> snapping, the leaves rustling, <laughs> him like bumping into branches. You, you, hear, you hear Copian, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. As, as you all are looking for camp or like trying to find a good spot for camp, um, everybody go ahead and roll me one more perception check. Copian, of course, yours is at disadvantage. Two nat 20s. Yes, let's waste some on perception check. That one was caught. 18. Okay. You said disadvantage? Yep. All your shit's a disadvantage, my dude. Well, not attacked, though. No, just ability checks. Um, uh, 6 and 5. 11. 11? 21. 16. Okay. Alora, you hear the sound of horse grating laughter, and you smell what smells like a campfire. Hold on a fucking horse grating? Like, 
the like the voices are hoarse and it's okay. I was thinking of like clip clop clip clop horse, yeah. and I was like, what the like fuck does too. that mean? <laughs> I'm like, what is a horse like grade old. laughter? <laughs> what are you gonna do with this new information in your brain? What does it sound like? I can't make the noises. Like I, I physically can't do them. Lame. I thought you were. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You already hate me, and you're gonna punish me later on already. So, <laughs> like, what's what's worse can happen to me? Like, I thought you were like Daddy DM can fucking do all the voices and shit. Well, first of all, I cannot do all the voices. I I actually say that quite often. Second of all, I'm physically nobody in this room can physically make the laughter sound that that she's hearing. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel that I couldn't make the sound. <laughs> what are you going to do with the information? Fuck. Who am I standing beside, by the way? <laughs> At least Rocket. <laughs> Not him! This is his ass is in the fucking shadows! I'm assuming us two and Rocket. <laughs> He's shadow stomping over here. <laughs> I know exactly what Alora would do, but it's not smart. Okay. Um, so I'll do exactly as, what Alora would do. So as we're walking, do I find a stick on the ground? Well, yeah. Like not like a like a big like not like a branch, but well, like, you can find all all manners. All right. I'm going to take a stick and chuck it at Copian to make him shut up or get his attention. Okay. Do I have to roll for that? No, that works. Okay. You do a dodge roll? Bro, you have no you idea have what's going you're on. You're at disadvantage. No, you cannot dodge me. I am sneaking. <laughs> Horribly. So, yeah, it doesn't hit him, but it lands next to him pretty loudly. Okay, why are you, so why are you being mean to me? He has oh disadvantage. <laughs> why are you being so loud? I'm over here trying to be sneaky. <laughs> Alora raises a finger to her lips. In a shushing moment, or motion, motion, <laughs> in a shushing motion, to try to shut him the fuck up. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> As he continues singing, um, is anybody looking at Copian in my interaction by any chance? I'm yes. assuming everybody would be looking yeah. at you because you just threw a fucking stick. Okay, so I'm gonna keep my finger up to my mouth and point forward ahead, since that's the direction I'm assuming it is coming from. Uh, kind of, but it's, it's definitely off the road. Okay. But, yeah. Um, and as she does that, everybody else like starts really paying attention to their surroundings a little bit more, instead of like focusing on trying to find camp. And you do. You smell that campfire smell. You hear that hoarse, grating laughter. <laughs> Can we go check this out and just keep on our way? Uh, so can I make a performance check to make owl noises? Have I heard those at some point? Yes, owls are normal creatures. Okay. Can I sing the uh, silence I know, song? I know. Oh my god. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Can't do, can, I cannot do character voices, but I can do owl sounds. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Any response? 
Or do they take note, like the laughter um, stops? The laughter actually gets louder and uh, make an insight check, just you. Why'd you roll two? I have disadvantage because exhaustion. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, right. Uh, you said insight. Yep. That is a whopping nine. Okay. Yeah, no, all you hear is the laughter get louder. Not. Was that to get that attention? Are we going to check this out or do we move on? I mean, I was just trying something. Do we want their money? Alora's head picks up and <laughs> you see a big smile on her face. Oh, yes, Alora, you might be the perfect one for this mission. And she starts eagerly shaking her head up and down. Yes, yes, yes. And with Nat, no, together, but... this could be perfect. Goodness, this is the what? ridiculous. What? <laughs> okay, everyone, come here. We all huddle in together, I guess. <laughs> so, here's what I'm thinking. We let Vasily approach cautiously to get a understanding of how many people there are. Okay. And if it's not too many, we allow Nat and L to uh, wander into camp. If they are lost and looking for food, I mean, it wouldn't be a stretch for L. Um, you look pretty tired too, so this could help. They're also covered in blood. Well, <laughs> like you guys haven't had a bath, you just killed a bunch of people. Hey, it's a Laura's. What's your point here? Some of it. None of this is no, a bad idea yet. None of this yet is a bad idea. It's a treasure. It was a treacherous adventure that you two are on. And while you all are gaining their attention with Nat's fancy performances, and we will have all of their money. Alora, at hearing this plan, her face sours a little bit, and she seems to be quite upset. What's on your mind? She just shakes her head and turns away. Well, if you would like, Nat can be the distraction and you and I can steal all the money. Alora slowly turns back and looks at Copian. I have one condition. Hi. If I am the one going to check on this first, as we just discussed, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. moment before, yes, absolutely. if these seem to be decent folk, mm -hmm. we simply move on. Oh, absolutely. Yes, if these are vagabonds and So the what such. I say, yay or nay, we do. I trust you, implicitly. Fair enough. So I guess Vasily starts to sneak in. Alright, roll I'm me... I'm gonna keep Vraska near, but not too close. Roll me a stealth check, please. Just normal, no advantage or disadvantage. Okay. That's going to be a 21. Okay. Um, I also rolled uh, perception. Okay. So. I'm going to text you Okay. what you see. Okay. And you hear the words. Hold on, let me let me type this out too. Okay. Vasily knows what to do. Did you say Vasily knows what to do? Yes. Vasily has no idea what to do. <laughs> All right. So after a bit, I, obviously they know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, you said you rolled a, a twenty-one. Yes. Yeah, it was a twenty-two. Dang. Like, right. I rolled it, and I'm like. Oh, I know he could probably roll pretty high in that fucking stealth check, and then you're like 21, I'm like, oh, fucking bet. So, 
after a moment, Masuli comes back with just the most puzzled look on his face, hand on his forehead, just kind of rubbing his temple. First of all, they know what are here. Second of all, it's a bunch of skeletons. Well, they don't have money. Let's fuck these they people. See now you know why I physically could not make the type of laugh that they're doing. They're just skeletons. They said they liked your owl impression and they want us to join them. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. I've never said no to a skeleton before. Ho, ho, ho! It sounded like a chainsaw. <laughs> They're skeletons! <laughs> That's why they enjoyed your impression so much. They can't do their own. Alora gets super excited at the thought of meeting a real skeleton. Another real skeleton. <laughs> well, since she was a skeleton, she gets super excited about this. It's kind of like bouncing around like very giddy child. I would like to know how these. I would like to know how these skeletons can hear us without ears. Well, then I guess we must. Somebody start. was stomping really loudly. Well, I yeah. wonder, Matt. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> We've talked about your inability to be stealthy. I'm tired. I'm covered in blood. What more do you want from me? Quiet. Apparently <laughs> the bare bones, no? Well, let's, uh... Disadvantage. <laughs> let's see how our uh, merry band of... Bone Brothers? Hollows we're doing. All right, so I'm assuming everybody is gonna follow Vasily. Hmm? Uh -huh. Just, okay. Walking over there, I guess. So the small clearing in the woods that they're in is large enough for all of you to, you know, find a spot to hang out by the fire. As you all, you know, break through the trees into the clearing, Vasily wasn't kidding. There are five skeletons sitting around a campfire. Each one of them has a chain wrapped around its body somewhere, you know, one might be slung across, like, you know, an old Western or an old Vietnam movie, one might have it almost like a belt, one might have it like a necklace, but all of them have a, an odd chain wrapped around them. Hello! Helen, good evening! Join us, join us, join us! Oh. Wait, wait, wait. First, I must ask a question. Well, I have all the answers. What would you call us if we didn't work? You can answer if you think you know the answer. Yeah, but Alora... Alora gets up and she's super excited. She raises her hand. Yeah, excitement. Lazy bones. Yeah, they all start clapping. We're lazy bones. Sorry, we don't have any food to give you guys. So um, we kind of all lost our appetites. I can tell. Maybe that's not all you lost. <laughs> Did you uh, try to find it? Yeah! Didn't quite work. And as you guys are looking, the one talking to you, he's got next to him this beautiful scabbard. You can't see the blade of the sword, but the scabbard that handle everything. Just beautiful longsword. And he's wearing yellow leather boots. And then looking around, you see that another one has a very dangerous looking mace. 
another has an axe that Nat just is like clearly salivating. Can I have that? Um, another one has a staff with like mistletoe and stuff hanging off of it, and the other has a lute in their lap. I have a question for you, friendly folks. Perhaps we have an answer. Who is your master? And they all get somewhat somber. You can even somehow see the sad expression on their skeletal faces. And you hear the room as the lute slowly starts to play. And the one with the yellow boots looks up into the sky. Forgive us, Lord Varme. We were not strong enough. But perhaps in death we could do what we couldn't do in life. We know no master but Varme. We are the dead of the Knights of the Chains. Do we know in our travels the Knights of the Chains? Everybody make a history check. You gotta do this at disadvantage. That's a seven. Okay. Well, Laura's a child. That makes sense. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Copian. A total of twelve. A total of twelve. Uh, Nat. Nineteen. Nineteen. You um, said Masters of the Chain. Knights of the Chains. Knights of the Chain. Um, Nat, with your traveling in the circus, you know, sometimes you have storytellers joining you guys and stuff. You remember from being a child, somebody that was traveling with you, um, a rather drunken man who carried a bow and had beautiful leather armor. You can't quite remember his name, but um, he mentioned that he was from Holmfirth, told a story about the Knights of the Chains. They were an order of chivalric warriors of light, dedicated to Varme, with the mission of eradicating the foul undead of the world. And there were one, two, three, four, there were six of them. That was all that was left of their order. And on their last encounter with a lich, only one of them made it out alive. And some say the five that didn't make it Sir Nell the Yellow, Sir Arnett the Gentle, I can send you guys all these names so you don't have to try and keep up and write Sir Urien the Reckless, Sir Hud the Dreamer and Sir Jacques the Honest still roam the lands in death trying to carry out their mission from Varme. That is what you remember, Nat. Oh, hi, stories, ah, you, you're- Oh, I'm sorry, it's, that's Sir Urien the Raging. Raging. My mistake. You, you, you're, you're, Nell. Sir, 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 Nell, sorry. Um, the, the, the yellow, um, 
So cold for my boots! Huh, you did. You're Urian? Uh, Which one are you sir? pointing at when you say Urian? Uh, I'm gonna go with the See if she can guess which one is which. The one with the axe. Okay. And um, Sir Urian. You. Sir. Sir Hud. The one with the. You said Sir Hud the Dreamer? Yes. Okay. The one with the mistletoe. The staff with the mistletoe. And he nods his head towards you. Okay. Holy shit, she might get all these right. Sir Arnett? Tell me you didn't put these in order. I don't know if I did or not. Because it looks like it, because I jumped around intentionally to see. Um, is Arnett the one with the mace, or is he the one with the loot? I'm not going to tell you. You're, you're pointing oh. them out as you go. Sir Arnett the Gentle. I'm going to go with him having the mace, and then Sir Jacques the Honest with the loot. Fuck, I guess I did put him in order, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, the stories, I, I was so young. I, I, I looked up to that story. I, what, what happened to you? What, why? What, what happened? To the sixth night. I, I never got that part of the story. Well, as to what happened to us. Please tell me he didn't betray you. No, no, no. We, all six of us, went to eradicate the Lich Varhaks. And we succeeded. At the cost of our own lives. And then the five of us woke up on the funeral pyre. My sword and boots still intact. Arnett's mace, Urian's axe, Hud's quarterstaff, and Jock's loot all still intact. Our only assumption is that. Sir Cain the Reckless, the last of his love for us, kept us all ready to continue the fight. Yes, Alora. Can I make an Arcana check mm -hmm. to see if that is true or see if there's like a magical or like what magical thing was casted on? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Just as a heads up, I have advantage on Arcana for. Yep. So. Okay, so that's going to be a 23. With a 23? Um, there's some truth to that. They're not quite sure what's keeping them going. All they know is that they're still around, so they're going to keep keep on keeping on, keep on with the... But I can't fight. sense anything with my Hunter's Bane. It's definitely not anything... You don't have to up and say it. It's not fucking necromantic magic in any way, shape, or form. Oh. Okay. Vasily? 
So it seems that you have your own free will to come and go as you please. That we do. And your mission is to still hunt undead and rid the world of evil things of these natures? That is correct. Aside from yourself, at least. You know, uh, we talked about that. And, um, we tried to kill each other. To that didn't world. work. Interesting. So we decided that though undead ourselves, we still have a mission to carry out, and we're here for a reason to keep carrying it out. Fair enough. I was going to make a joke that uh, you lost a uh, lost bet to an organ donor, no? <laughs> I did. You know what? Since you're asking me a lot of questions, I'm going to ask you a question. Very well. Feel free. Why do you think we are so calm? Because you have nothing to fear. Because nothing gets under our skin. <laughs> <laughs> I like this, Philip. Because you don't have skin. <laughs> Exactly! Yes, yes. See, this guy gets it. Do you have skin under those feathers? Ow. Uh, yes. Oh, let, let me have that. I can make arrows. Thanks. <laughs> Just put it in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I got hard feathers, but now I got crow feathers. And um, at seeing you do that, they all just burst out and again, that really hoarse, grating laughter. Well, at least in that, it seems you guys have your sense of humor and purpose. Well, we've lost some humor now that Sir Kane is no longer with us. Well, would you like to have a new party? Because we got a place for you and it's not inside our bodies. Yeah, that sounds really creepy, but I'm listening. <laughs> We're on our way to, uh, uh, uh that place. And we hear that there's some bad things happening to children. Bad things happening to children is the worst kind of things. I've got the bone to pick with those fools. Ah, she gets it. Unfortunately, we are heading west. What's west? We'll find out when we get there. That's just where we feel drawn. I feel if you're drawn, perhaps there is purpose for this. What is west? <laughs> what is west? Yes, what is west? Um, like, would I know? I would or, ask yeah, no, that so, guy, because that guy knows this area. So to the west, um, Lake Town is to the west. We're technically going to go back west. Yeah. After we get the boats, we're going to sail from Weymouth to kind of go along the river or stream. Yeah, river, you're, you're taking the river out to up. the coast and then up to Poinshaw. So technically west, you have Lake Town, Poinshaw, Willowdale, and the Phantom Hills Library. I think that's all that is west. Mm-hmm. You definitely would know that the Phantom Hills Library is over there. Okay. I saw you fucking for you. are like, what? Library, what? Well, uh, if that's what you must do. While all of this conversation is going on, Nat was finally able to like regain a, like, a little bit of her um, mental stability to make that joke. But her mind is racing at hearing... The, the the memory of hearing that story and now can only assume that Kane is still alive and she wants to meet him. She she wants to meet him bad now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Copian. Like, 100% out of character. Okay. 
just based on the story that we heard about Nat, is it not a safe assumption that the one she met was the sixth one? Completely out of character. Yeah, like nobody will know. That's that's a pretty safe assumption, yeah. And also completely out of character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys... No, no, no. That was not a yes to your question. That was a yes to oh. a look that she made earlier. Yes. No, I knew exactly who it was whenever you started listing the Knights of the Chain and somebody with a bow and beautiful leather armor. Yes, from Homeforth. I remembered that from our other campaign. Yes. No, uh, one and the same. One and the same. Drunk. Which also, um, still completely out of game. Uh, yeah, I actually had a note in there about how they died, and I forgot that I had that note in there. So um, my note is now completely irrelevant because I made up a new story. The original story was they were attacked by Strigoi that stole their skin. But yeah, then they would still have musculature. Yeah, mine is still it would have rotted. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, uh, cool. Now I have to make a lich. Yay me! <laughs> but that's not here nor there for you guys. Wow. Uh, so? So, since you seem to be friendly folk, you know, in charge of getting rid of the evil in this world, then our mission is to go save him children and perhaps and take some evil out on ourselves. Uh, perhaps we may share a campfire and share some stories for an evening. You know, we'd love to hear some stories. And when you guys are tired, just go to sleep. We probably won't be here when you wake up. But we'll make sure it's morning before we leave. So you guys don't have to keep watch. Okay. Wow. That's very kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Roll an inside check, Laura. <laughs> no. Go ahead. If you're saying that, then I trust you, but like. But do you trust our uh, Arnett the Yellow or whatever his name is? No. Nell the Sir Yellow. Nello. Sir. Sir. No. He is a knight. Sir. <laughs> I'll make one just in case. Uh, 19 on the inside check. Yeah, that was just like being straight. I figured, I figured. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so. Do you mistrust, distrust me that much in d I, Allure, mistrust men. Well, he's a skeleton. He's still a man. He's still a skeleton. He's a skeleton. So the skeleton, he's a skeleton. You right. know my girl. You can tell from the boniture, you know. Yeah, she can. No, you can yeah. tell. You can. I was gonna say like you can tell by them hip bones. Alrighty, so uh, who's gonna tell the the knights of the chains a story? I can tell a story. Go ahead, Copian. Hundred percent made up. It's hundred percent made up. All right. Well, I can only tell. Uh, I've read quite a bit, but some of my favorite stories come from uh, the librarian at the. Old library from where I'm from. It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever been through the village of Eldom. Then Sir Nell just nods. And as you start telling your story, they, like, kick back, kick their feet up, and they almost, like, you can see for just a, a <laughs> slight second. Not literally what they would look like, but how these guys would have interacted with each other when they were alive and camping, and one of them was telling a story, just, just how relaxed they are with each other, and just like how trusting of each other these men are, even in death. 
Well, the old librarian told me about a uh, an adventure that she went on when she was young. Do and you know her name? Danielle. I'm like 90% sure you told me her name was Danielle. Nope. Sure didn't. It's Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasmine Day Whistle. Um, yes, the uh, librarian Jasmine told me a story of when she was a young adventurer and she was once lost in a another world. Um, and while there, her and her party had to save a, I think it was a princess from a turtle, a dragon turtle. It was a very odd uh, story, but it's one of the ones that made me want to become an adventurer. In the end, the princess was saved and she was happy with her, her, uh, her fine gentleman that liked to wear the red hat. And one of the skeletons, and this is going to sound a little cartoony, but you can clearly tell this, the skeleton has his eyes closed. Oh, Jasmine. I knew a Jasmine once. Amazing magic wielder. Day Whistle, I believe her name was. Fine lady. She is. Wait. Did you do that? <laughs> Son, that's not polite. Well, she's not here. And he just reaches down and grabs his axe. It's not polite. Well, that's fair. I've never claimed to be polite. In fact, I'm trying to grow. Do you have any uh, wooden blocks? Hope you have talked about this. This is not what we mean. Did you pick a bone with her, or did you <laughs> give? Did you throw her a bone? Oh, oh, kids, children are funny. She's just small. It's not nice to pick on the small. Did you do the cloacal kiss? <laughs> Now I'm wondering, does this look like a human skeleton? <laughs> it does. Okay. Oh my god. Well, I mean, it could be like an orc or something, but they're all very, they're not very avian looking at all. My only context clue is him, so. I am not an avian. I am an orc. Did you do the cloacal kiss with Miss Jasmine? Never considered that. She was a nice lady. What is that? You don't want to know. I'm surprised. How do you know? I know more than I should. <laughs> As this conversation starts, you hear... And a song starts playing. And it just kind of like distracts everybody from the conversation at hand. I get up and start dancing. And playing along to the tune with my whistle stick. Uh, uh, um, which one's the guy with the axe? That's Urien, that was the one I was talking to. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wow, Sir Urien the Raging. Wow, Sir Urien. Uh, how are you doing? Do you Are you enjoying, uh, Nat's performance? I am. I'd be doing much better if I could sleep. Oh, well, let me move away from you because I almost succumbed to a desire that I'm trying to grow out of. What would that be? Well, my friend Nat really was admiring your axe and 
She's been so kind to me. No, 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 no. We you are not got, stealing. No, no. Well, that's why no. I'm moving. That was not very humorous of you. <sighs> you hear another voice. The gentle they may call me. But that doesn't mean I am always a gentleman. We don't much look well at thieves. Well, listen, I typically only steal from those that are deserving. Like those that are trying to steal from me. But sometimes I just want my friends to have the things that they want. Does that make me a bad guy? No. Stealing does. Especially from those that have offered you a safe camp and Absolutely. Rest. Absolutely. Look, it was an impulse. I have controlled myself. Best not to have said anything at all. Vasily! He just, after, like, he, Vasily's just been, like, whittling away on some stones with his uh, smithing tools. He just kind of goes, <clears throat> Trust me, he's a good man. Or a bird thing. But uh, we're working on him. Don't worry. We will yes. keep an eye and make sure he doesn't get into trouble. I have no need for your things, and if Nat doesn't want it, I don't want it. It's not that I don't want it. Well, Nat, but please I stop that. No, please. No, no, I, there's no way. I, I couldn't, I can't. You I'm, can hold it if you'd like. But don't run off with it. That's my thing. No, 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 I might use it to lop off your head if you keep talking. <laughs> Copian. On that note, Copian would like to go uh, grind some herbs and begin brewing for trying to brew some potion-like objects to replenish the stash of one Natari moon dancer. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can't believe I remembered all those things. You did. I'm a lot proud of, of you. <laughs> Nat, what are you going to do? Uh, so I'm just going to like continue whistling and dancing my way up. Then once I get there, I just, I kneel down. Suryurian, are, are you sure? If you can lift it. And now that you're this close to the skeleton of Suryurian and his axe, this thing is huge. Like the axe is like six feet tall. You can clean me in half, daddy. Oh, so. There it is. Nat will as she's kneeling so she's got one knee down how is it positioned is it like it's laid down no it's handle like, up flat just flat on the ground okay so kneeling legs not the back i take the end in one hand and like halfway up as like as far as i can <laughs> to get as much leverage as possible to pull it up and balance it on my knee. And then hoist from there. Okay. To my shoulder. And as you get up to your shoulder, you feel two things simultaneously. Oh no. You feel a deep need to hunt something undead. Something foul. And you feel a fiery warmth spreading through your body. And these are not comfortable feelings. Not in a, like, oh, you're cursed kind of way, but in a, 
this is not meant for me kind of way. So from there, I'm going to dip, bounce, and catch and set it back down. So I know that I had a deep yearning to hunt something undead. Do I have any pull, direction, or inkling as, as soon as you let go of that axe, those feelings are gone. How did it feel? Can I touch it again? Yeah, nothing happens when you're just touching it. And Urien has asked, like, hey, how did it feel? What are you supposed to be hunting? Ah. You're not one of Varmay's chosen to wear the chain. Apparently not. It said these tools, and he kind of just, like, motions his hand, almost as, like, gesturing to the rest of the weapons and equipment that the skeletons have. We're forged in the son of Varmay itself, specifically for his knights. And those that aren't destined to wear one of his chains, can't wield the weapons. But if I wasn't meant to wield it, then how how could I pick it up? Picking it up and wielding are two different things. Perhaps you would succumb to madness if you kept using it? I don't know. I'm already mad. I mean, I... When I... When I rage... I, there's times that I don't remember what happens. I've, I've... How long have you been raging, little one? Not long, I guess. How old are you? Twenty-five? I was half your age the first time it happened to me. You'll learn. In time. But I lost control. I, I, I bit my own friends. And I killed my brother. They didn't tell that in the story. It was before I was a knight of the chains. How does one become destined for the chains? <laughs> if Varmay were here right now, I would ask. How heavy is the weight of that chain? And he just, like, uses just, like, his pinky, just lifts it. Not the literal weight. The figurative weight. Um, dear one, dear one, and the man with the skeleton with the loot comes forward. The weight of the chains is something we are still learning about. For you see, death was not meant to be. And he just starts dancing and playing his lute. Y'all want some lighters over there? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Kobe and starts singing background. <laughs> Rihanna pops out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Mmm, <laughs> Nope! Nope! Alright! Continue on! Alright, so you guys get a cool ass long rest! Everybody's hey, here! Hey now! But I just, I, I don't understand. It's not our, it's not for us to understand the gods. Did you, did you ever 
speak to him before you became one of his chosen? No, I did not. And one of the few times Sir Hud spoke, he told us that he did, but would not elaborate further. Nell? Sir Nell, did you? No, just Sir Hud. When did each of you know that you were meant to carry the chain? Child, that's a story for another day. I suggest you all get some sleep. I have a feeling you have a long road ahead of you. Good, good night, sirs. And then the last thing you hear as you begin drifting off. Oh, did, did you have something, Vasily? Yeah. Just right before I head off to bed, um, while they're all talking, I was actually doing the motions of it, but just whittling away with my tools. I was working on some just simple stones, and I made, there's five of them, right? Yeah. I made five stones with the symbol of a solar disk standing among stones, and I put five stones in a circle surrounded by actual stones. And I just kind of, before I head off to bed, I just kind of give Mr. Yellow Boots a nod, kind of motion towards those, and then head off to go find a tree to go slump against. Okay, uh, I'm assuming you're not going too far outside the, the light of the fire? No, I'm just finding the nearest tree and just crashing up against it. Okay. And as everybody lays their heads down, the last thing you hear is the lute beginning to strum a familiar tune. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars, how I wonder what you are. Thank you for listening to Hunt for the Tempest Stone, a D&D podcast for the immature adult listener, with Christina as Alora, Tim as Vasily, Jordan as Copian, Brittany as Natari, and of course, our disappointed DM. Tune in next Monday to see what happens and what we may encounter on this last leg of the party's journey to win.